This is the What's Fashion Technology podcast, and on this podcast, we discuss any innovation that's revolutionizing the fashion industry with technology. So in this episode, we're once again discussing the topic of digital fashion, but I believe this episode takes the conversation a step further as I got the chance to discuss the whole philosophy of digital fashion design with the amazing digital fashion designer Felina HDB. So Felina shares her view of how digital fashion allows a means of being even more intentional with the fashion products that we bring into the physical world, and also how self-expression within digital fashion is a multi-dimensional concept and means something very different to different individuals. So as well as being a digital fashion designer, Felina is also one of the first teachers on a master's course on digital fashion. So her insights on this topic are extremely valuable and inspiring. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode and also hear what you think. So enjoy. Uh, Hello, my name is Felina HDB or Felina Hernandez del Barrio, which is a long name for an artist. Uh, I'm a 3D, Spanish 3D artist and digital fashion designer. I really love studying the connection between the physical world and virtual realities. I was reminding myself of your work and I think it really stands out because in the digital fashion space you see there's so many amazing designers but I think it's rare when you see someone combining it so beautifully with the physical world as well. So that's why I'm right, really excited to speak to you. And then you were saying as well how I was complimenting your backdrop. You were saying how, yeah, you like to create nice spaces around you. So it's, it shows that you're very kind of visually inclined. So I'm excited to hear your journey of how this all began. We were also talking about your degree and what you studied. So can you start by explaining how you began with that and how it's led to you now to digital fashion? Basically, I didn't study or major in anything related to fashion. My, my major was design, more specifically spatial design. But my school was quite flexible with how we were allowed to work. So I always had this interest in fashion. And then as a result for my graduation project, I did one part related to special design, quite strict. And then the other one was more experimental towards fashion design and mixing architecture and doing this kind of like, yeah, mixture of fields. After I graduated, I decided I wanted to move completely away from special design and architecture. And I wanted to invest my time experimenting with fashion. And it was right in the middle of COVID-19. So I think most of the people that I know, most of my colleagues experimented this frustration as well as me of sending portfolios and CVs and getting absolutely no replies because all studios and the market was completely like in crisis at that point. So I found myself with a lot of time and nothing really, no, no activity to spend it in. So I started learning 3D because of lockdown. I always had an interest because I could sense the possibilities, but I never really took the step. I was always very much working with materials and fabric and all of this. When I finally stepped in, I realized the incredible amount of possibilities that 3D could provide me. And I just started doing whatever I felt like was right at the moment. What was your first introduction to digital fashion? How did you actually learn about this being an option? I had this idea in my mind about digital fashion not being fashion produced by digital technologies like softwares, but rather 
all fashion that is showcased in digital media is digital fashion. That was my first baby steps into rethinking what fashion is and how it works. My first thoughts about digital fashion were related to influencers posting fashion on Instagram and how I always thought it was such a waste in a way to buy so much, so many clothing, just use it for one photo and then throw it away or just store it and never wear it. And I thought, well, that's not really necessary. It's not, we can do it without having fashion being produced for that purpose. We can just make it as virtual data and wear it. And then so many other people, like uses can be made out of that piece of clothing that has no impact in the real world. I think that was why I started doing that. I, I thought how it made sense in a way to not produce something physically, but just like in the virtual world for the virtual world. I like what you're saying because I think it's a very organic way that you got into digital fashion because you saw it as a tool of how to explore your passion for designing clothes in a digital way and in a different way rather than you being kind of in this niche space already and I think that's relatable but you said that a lot of your fellow students were also getting into digital fashion as well was it something that a lot of people turned to when it was COVID? Well, not maybe not necessarily into digital fashion, but into digital creation in general. I think everybody in general moved a little bit closer. Yeah, it's crazy how much the pandemic propelled digital fashion. That's when I learned about it when I was completing my degree. And then I think a lot of people had that same story. So you actually teach a master's in digital fashion and part of this is the whole philosophy surrounding the field of digital fashion and how it's shifting the fashion scene. This is an incredible concept but it's also very very new so I want you to explain what is this course about? It's our second year this year of the team that are teaching the master's course and my part is basically focused on concept development so I do not necessarily teach them uh, a lot about technical softwares and this sort of stuff, but rather developing their vision and really understanding digital fashion is and what it could be. That's basically my role within the course. I try to give it a very personal treatment, let's say. What I want them to understand is that there's a lot of things already made in the world and there's no need for more things to be made. If you want to bring something into the world, it has to be something that is worth it and that it matters. To me, what matters always is the personal take on things that designers have. So the, mon- the, like, the most personal for me is the most important always and the most relevant. So I push them to really explore their interest and their passion and apply it to digital fashion and get a, their own understanding about what can they do and the sort of possibilities that digital fashion brings. And when I talk about the philosophy surrounding digital fashion, of course, I relate to sustainability and what it means, what the pros and cons, because of course, everything has a good side and a bad side. And when you talk about something that it's immaterial, you tend to think that, oh, it has no impact in the real world, but it actually does through other processes. I try to make that very clear that it's not something that comes for free, that you cannot just create without having any impact in the world. We go into a little bit more intimate point of view, let's say, 
where we talk about identity a lot because of course physical fashion always has these limitations to our body and how we wear things and the materiality of the fashion we wear but in the digital world you don't have those rules anymore you can be anything and do anything with the way you look concepts as fakeness and authenticity lose meaning and as i said you can be like a perfect replica of yourself or you could also be an alien or you can be just a garment with nobody behind it you can be a text message you can be a line of code in the back end of a website so how humans portray their identity in the digital world is a little bit what we studied in this course and then how we apply it to fashion in the most traditional sense we explore the aesthetic possibilities of it is kind of the closing part of the exercise yeah do you think it's a benefit that digital fashion offers as a means of extending our identity or do you think there's any danger that it could then lead into a form of escapism as well for me i've always seen it in a positive like positive light at this time and age everybody time to time wants to escape from their reality and their day-to-day life and sometimes it can get to a point where it's quite damaging for human beings but honestly i always tend to position myself in a more observant point of view rather than taking opinions in how technologies are developing so i prefer observing how it goes and then making my conclusions after i see a little bit of it and because digital fashion is so new i do not have a very solid opinion on whether it's a very positive thing or not what i like seeing is how it evolves and how it organically develops so yeah i'm not sure about that i love your whole mindset towards this i think i just want to go back to what you were saying how you encourage your students to really think about what they're designing and only bring something into the world if it really has a purpose i think if everyone could adopt that mindset going forward in fashion the world would be a lot better place so it's amazing that you are being one of the first people to actually teach this and then going back to the students who are doing this course when they're getting into it are they expecting it to be how it is do some of them want to be designing things physically or, or are they all people who were already familiar with the world of digital fashion they're absolutely not familiar uh some of them are a little bit more and some of them have no idea but they all have a fashion background most of the time so they come from traditional fashion and they want to take a step into something more experimental for different reasons could be sustainability it can be aesthetic exploration in general they don't really know what they're getting into also there's so much theoretical information that they have to learn in the beginning most of the time they get a little bit overwhelmed but as the course progress all of those concepts slowly sink in and they start to getting like a general understanding of what digital fashion and uh, the metaverse and all of this like VR AR mean they're always quite surprised because in Spain education is uh, fairly strict we don't have a lot of room for experimentation of self development and i think our approach with this course from the directors down to all the teachers 
is basically an approach of freedom and experimentation. When you're, when you give the students this, like do whatever you want, what's your passion? I want you to think about what you want to do and what do you think it's important? They get a little bit shocked in the beginning, but afterwards the process is very smooth and very beautiful to see as well. Yeah, it kind of completely goes against conventional education, giving so giving students so much creative freedom. It sounds like an amazing course. I'd actually love to do it. <laughs> it sounds it sounds amazing. But I also want to ask you, how do you go about becoming a lecturer for a master's course? How did this actually happen? The opportunity was actually very beautiful experience to me because I met these two wonderful people that are Diego and Cristobas. They're the organizers of Madrid's Digital Arts Festival. They're doing fantastic work uh, connecting people from all over the world. And well, they always have their noses like in so many different uh, projects. And they actually contacted me for, to, to work for them for the Digital um, Art Festival in Barcelona. And then they called me again in Madrid and we started this like business slash friendship relationship together and they got offered the opportunity to be directors of this master course and that's how they linked me in uh being like the main fashion concept designer i mean fashion concept teacher let's say so we knew each other from before and then they offered me the opportunity and of course i said yes last year i worked with a really good friend of mine now and we did this kind of tandem teaching. He was more uh, into teaching them about the marketplace of digital fashion. He works for as a consultant for Inditex and he worked for uh, the Fabricant two years uh, before that. So he really knows all the insights into selling, buying and clients and what products work and not work. And I took a little bit more the creative part of concept developing and all of this uh, sort of thing. And talking about that, the decision to focus on very much the concept development of their collection rather than studying market and what brands are doing already. Of course, we, we do study what what's happening right now with everybody trying to join the metaverse and doing this like crazy projects that make no sense. And, but what I always wanted to really bring out was their vision, because I think when you really curate your vision and what you want to say to the world, even if it's just aesthetic exploration, or I just want to make something beautiful, I just want to be beautiful in the internet. I think as long as you are convinced that that's what you want to do and you know that it's important, everybody else will see that. So I really encourage them to bring out that intention very raw and very pure. And I think that's how I started building my lectures to really encourage them to be brave and to be confident about who they are. It's incredible. I love it. But in this way, what is, why is education in this space so important? And what is the biggest benefit for students to actually take a master's in this topic? I think the learning process that happens with digital fashion, starting from small, suddenly enlarging a lot your point of view, and then 
making it narrow again to find your way. So I think for that enlargement of knowledge, you need someone to guide you through it because you're suddenly encountered by, I can do anything. I can be anything. I could do any material. I like rocks can float, fire, uh, nothing really makes sense. All functionality is completely destroyed and nothing serves the purpose anymore because we don't have a body in the digital world. So we're not cold, we're not warm. We don't need shoes, we maybe have three eyes. So that is a little bit overwhelming, I think, in general. People get a little bit petrified thinking, oh my God, if I can be anything and do anything and just say anything to the world, then who am I and what do I want to say? Because of that shaking of the brain, <laughs> in a way, I think it's important to have someone that shows you all the possibilities, but then takes you and talks to you and guides you into a more defined path that they know makes sense for you. So we always encourage critical thinking and critical analysis of yourself and your, well, classmates, as well as your teachers. So we have this like very vivid conversations about everyone's project or the lecture itself. I would say that is main reason why I think education in this field is important. And then second reason is there's some crafts that are quite intuitive. I mean, you always need a some technical learning for everything. But I think for digital fashion specifically, it's a lot. It's a lot of technical learning. And you really need someone to give you a good overview about workflow and what is the most suitable for you, suitable for you to learn, what you can ignore, because there's so much information, so many programs that do different things. And I think it's important to have someone that can tell you what is the order of learning a little bit, because it can be a little, yeah, it can be overwhelming, I think. Now going into your work, you obviously have a very unique aesthetic, but it's also very beautiful, but then you very much combine physical and digital. Can you explain a bit how this came about? Yeah, it is this sort of duality I always had between fantasy and reality in a way. So I'm a very mental person. I'm always thinking about things and creating stories since I was a child. So I always had this fantastic component happening like somewhere in the back of my mind. And that translated organically into my work. I think I always loved nature, for example, or how materials work. I work uh, in a plastic workshop for a, a little bit. I worked in the textile workshop as well. I always loved the tactility of materials and how they look and how light interacts and water. All of this like very materialistic things. At the same time, I was always thinking what everything means. So I always tried to find a narrative for the visuals I was creating. And even though the narrative might be just in my head and nobody else would understand it, for me, it would be enough because that story would be playing in some part of my mind at, cer at certain moments. So I think that's how it came to be, 
really just taking two things that I really loved and combining them together to, yeah, have like a balanced outcome of what I had in mind. And that connection to me is very important that it's maybe not perfect in the visual sense, but perfect in, in a more conceptual sense for myself. Would you describe yourself as an artist or as a fashion designer? Um, that's quite funny because I had this conversation two days ago with a fellow 3D artist and he was telling me that he, that he considers himself uh, more a digital designer rather than a 3D artist because he always needs some sort of brief or something and then he starts creating from that. And regardless him having a style, he doesn't de define himself as an artist. But to me, I think because of this idea of always being in my own world, thinking about concepts and a narrative that would slowly describe how my work is flowing, I think because of that reason, I would describe myself rather more as an artist than a fashion designer. I don't think I would ever be able to create a piece of clothing or whatever uh, collection, fashion collection, without having that sort of narrative and story behind it. So, yeah, I think I'm more an artist. That was actually going to be my next question. So is your goal to create a physical collection one day or are you happy just having it as this tool for your own creativity and nothing more? I think I'm completely addicted to 3D at this point. I can never say goodbye to the digital realm. I think I will always have some component of, of my creation linked to that world. So um, I'm currently contemplating doing a jewelry collection, mixing physical elements and um, 3D to solidify even more this concept of the connection between the two worlds and how digital fashion can really bring so much more to physical objects than what we think. I'm definitely thinking about physical, but I don't think I will say goodbye to the digital component in a very long time. And what's the most interesting thing that you've discovered through teaching digital fashion? So the most interesting thing I found out while teaching was that everybody lives in different part of the internet and those places look completely different and sometimes they're linked and sometimes they're completely not. We understand the digital world and how social media work in a very unique way, each one of us. And I think for me, that was quite surprising because I always had this idea of how everything worked but then when I met my students and I talked to to them about how they seemed like the digital world and uh, virtual realities I noticed that they have completely different views and they're as valid as mine because everything was completely making sense but I was just so surprised how they navigated the internet in a completely different way than than me and how that translated in their visual outcomes or their goals for their projects in a very like, unique way for each one of them. So yeah, I was very surprised. 
That's a really interesting answer. I think, yeah, your whole perspective on this topic is so unique and really refreshing. And it's even making me look at the whole digital fashion space differently as well. And yeah, it is this thing that can be used in so many different ways for people for to express their different identities. Or even like you said, how your friend who you were teaching with, he also preferred to teach the more business and like the marketplace of digital fashion. So that's even interesting as well, how there's so many different, the the landscape of it, there's so many different opportunities within it. So it's, yeah, it's really eye-opening to think of it in this way. Um, But as generally, where do you think the future of fashion is going? Fashion is slowly turning into um, elevated art in a way. Of course, we still have a lot of issues with fast fashion, but I and uh, the trend will always be the trend, you know, like that. I don't think that will ever change. But the trendsetters are under are are understanding fashion in a more ethereal way lately. I find I think uh, digital fashion is gaining a lot of uh, traction because of this. The idea of not having to own things is quite new and refreshing to me, but rather just having them for a while or renting them. Uh, of course, thrifting, which in Europe is gaining so much uh, importance at the moment. And it has been for a while, but in specific countries, but I think now it's really expanding overall. So this idea of buying something new, having it for a while and throwing it away, it's being replaced by buying statement pieces, trying new things to be special and stand out like digital fashion. And of course, there's an overall understanding of what fashion does, like how it impacts the world. It has a long way still, but I do think there's this shift in how we perceive different items of clothing and brands and all of this. So I am optimistic, yeah. Wow, I think, it's, I'm so happy I got to speak to you because I'm really inspired by what you're saying. And I think it's reminding me of why I initially was interested in digital fashion, obviously for the sustainability reason and also just adding this extra dimension. And like you said, with the ethereal inspiration, things like this, I really love that avenue of it, so. It's really inspiring. So where can people see your work and learn more about you and also learn more about your master's course as well? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm using my Instagram as my main digital performance at the moment. So uh, everybody can look for, I think if you type Felina HTV, it should probably pop up. Uh, About the master's course, I'm teaching currently at IED, it's called this Institute, European Institute of Design. It's a private institution and it has different locations in, um, I think, Italy, Spain, and maybe some other places. So they can definitely go into the website and learn more about the course over there. And yeah. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been amazing. Very inspiring. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.